Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk. Welcome to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. Back by popular demand, we have with us David W. Brenneman as president of the Society for Arts in Palm Beach, Florida. And I can remember about 30 years ago coming to the premises of the Society for Arts and I think President Richard Nixon had one of his first coming out speeches after Watergate here at this location. And they've had a lot of heads of the FBI over the years here and world-renowned speakers with the Society for Arts, which is one of the greatest places for lectures and art exhibitions and one of the most magnificent libraries in the United States. To tell you a little bit about David W. Brenneman, he's been involved for the past four years, university professor emeritus and economist. David Brenneman spent the previous 20 years in various academic and administrative roles at the University of Virginia. He helped to create and serve as Director of Public Policy Program from 06 to 09 and was Dean of the Curry School of Education from 95 to 2007 where he held the Newton and Rita Myers Professorship in Economics of Education and Public Policy. Uh, He's too young but he's going to be retiring soon and we're going to be talking about what he's done here. He's left quite a legacy here with the Society of Four Arts and uh, also about his retirement. But let's first talk about this King Library. I've been coming there for 25 years. It's a beautiful library, and you must have done a couple million dollar renovation for all of it. $10 million. And it's only probably, what, 10,000 square feet? Mm, You know, I don't have that number on the top of my head. It's two two floors. It's a sizable library. Probably more than 10,000. Oh, maybe 15,000 yeah. square feet, but it's not that big. No. You must have gold-plated uh, ceilings. <laughs> no, we, uh, we added on a, uh, an addition. The original building dates to 1938. It was designed by a local architect named Maurice Fatio, Fascio, and it was the original building of the Society of the Four Arts. I mean, it, as I think we've talked, the Society was created in 1936. So this was its first building, and it was kind of a, a building that had to hold everything. It had a little stage, it, had a, it was partly a library, it was partly a, an auditorium, it was partly uh, for performances, and it, over time, as we gained other buildings, it became a full-time library. It is, ironically, it is the public library of Palm Beach, the island, and uh, as such we get a modest amount of, of support from the town council because we are serving, what we're doing is saving the town from having to build its own library 
and become part of the Palm Beach County Library System, which would probably run its bill up by six or seven million dollars over what we, the pittance that we get from the, uh, the county, that, which is helpful. So the building was old, it was musty, it was not well uh, ventilated, it had, uh, uh, you know, it had a very, it had a slab building with dirt underneath, uh, water could seep up, or, you know, osmosis would bring it up into the rugs. I mean, it was a, it desperately needed renovation. Uh -huh. so we, we took it back to the bare bones. It is landmark, so we couldn't change the outside uh, appreciably, but it had a couple of very, Poor, uh, nondescript additions tacked onto the north end back in the 50s and 60s. And we tore those down and then built and had a, a, a really very much, much superior addition designed that fits in with the rest of the building. So it's just gorgeous now. We opened up some, you know, the, on the second floor there were, it was a, one of those ceilings with rafters and, uh, and, uh, you know, a, a structure that was visible, and that had all been covered up in the 50s to put air conditioning in. So we opened that back up. We, uh, it's just gorgeous. We had a lot of old growth cypress in that building, and that's almost impossible to get these days. And we managed to take most of it down, send it to the mill, re run it through the mill, flip the sides, and reinstall it, and it just absolutely came out beautifully. So you use the existing priceless cypress wood, yeah, and, and you say you, you can't get cypress wood. Well, I don't know, you, I get, you can get new cypress, but even that's pretty hard to get, I guess. Old cypress, meaning 30, 40, 50, this is 80-year-old cypress. You just don't buy it, you don't go out and so buy it. That. So it lasts forever, It's very strong, yeah, and it, uh, it was amazing. We, we pulled it out. It was on the walls, the ceiling. I mean, it was the basic inside interior design, wood of the building. We pulled that all out, found a mill that could take it and redo it, and it and reinstall it, and it, it just looks like new. I mean, it's just gorgeous. So it's a wonderful addition. The uh, people love it. We, we inaugurated it or opened it up to the public on December 13th. Uh, we had the town citizens and the town council there. It was quite a, quite a nice celebration. And people just absolutely are thrilled because it still retains a lot of the good old feel that they liked about it. You know, it's still a comfortable, almost like a clubby sort of setting in which you can come in and read a paper and enjoy life. It's wonderful. Now, let's talk about the famous speakers that you have in for the Society of Poor Arts yeah, in uh, Palm Beach, Florida. Um, the air date is January 19th for the Rust Report on ESPN AM 1520, blanketing 17 states and much of Canada. What's planned with the O'Keefe Speaker Series? Dr. Brenneman. Well, we have a, a good lineup this year. We have 12 speakers uh, every Tuesday in January, February, and March. Uh, our first speaker on the uh, 8th of January is Walter Isaacson, who will talk about his book on Leonardo da Vinci. We have David Brooks coming, uh, speaking on politics today. We have uh, Andrew Roberts, who is the author of the Definity, newly released biography of Winston Churchill, Walking with Destiny. Excuse me, Walking with Destiny. We have Mary Matlin and James Carville. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Yes, we got Christopher Plummer, who is a, actually has a home down in this area and is doing this, uh, you know, for his friends in the area. He's doing a presentation called A Word or Two Before I Go. It's a, a commentary on language. 
We have Jonah Goldberg <laughs> with the, the cheery title of the recent book, The Suicide of the West. Mm -hmm. uh, we have Richard Russo, who folks up in your neck of the woods probably know because he's an author that writes a lot about upstate New York and in that area. And uh, Henry Kissinger, who will be visiting with us. Yeah, he's so got to be 95 years old. He's 95 Kissinger. years yeah. old, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, very thrilled to have him coming. So uh, we think we have quite a lineup for the for the uh, series this year. For those who just tuned in to the Rusk Report, we have backed by popular demand the president of the Society of the Four Arts in Palm Beach, Florida, which is one of the most beautiful communities. It's also the home of two presidents of the United States, John F. Kennedy and now Donald Trump with homes in Palm Beach, only about three, four miles away from um, each estate. And our guest is David W. Brenneman. He is retiring uh, soon. Um, well, in September, a year from So we have nine more months uh, with him, very talented man. If you're listening in Buffalo, New York, Montreal, or Washington, D.C., to our 50,000 watts of clear channel power, drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. This station, ESPN, has received letters as far away as Scandinavia and New Zealand, so we'd like to hear from you. I'd like to thank uh, those who called regarding recent guests. And this man knows uh, Dr. Brenneman, Paul Noble, who wrote a book now on his first 83 years. I guess we'll have to wait for the second book on his second 83 years. Also thanks to those who called regarding Supreme Court Justice Frank Caruso and former NBC TV affiliate anchor Rich Kelman. So um, stay in touch. We'd like to hear from you. A little bit more information about uh, Dr. David W. Brenneman. He was visiting professor at the Harvard Graduate School of Education from 90 to 95, where he taught graduate courses on the economics and financing of higher education on liberal arts colleges and on the college presidency. We now have a lot of controversy where I come from in New York State because there's a free college program which is uh, putting the private colleges at tremendous economic risk and uh, there's talk of a lot of the two-year smaller colleges going bankrupt because they can't compete with free, which is paid by the taxpayers. Uh, let's talk about the founders um, of the Society of the Four Arts. Um, what is that all about, Dr. David Brenneman? This, you're referring to the, uh, this is our third year in doing a series of uh, either four or five presentations on the founding fathers of the country. Mm -hmm. the, found, the founders and us is what we call it. And this was stimulated by a board member named Gay Gaines, who had She's worked been on this program a few times. Oh, she has. Yeah. Yes. Well, she mm -hmm. had worked very closely with the uh, with, with uh, Mount Vernon, as you know. Well, she was and chairman of the board. Yeah, yeah, right. She she was very active there, and and in that capacity, they had a speaker series, and she met a number of the most prominent historians uh, in the country right now that are writing about the revolutionary and immediate post-revolutionary period. So she, uh, she, she has a home down here, and she was concerned that people are losing touch with and are not learning the early history of this country, and it's how it was created and some of its founding values. So she came to us and suggested we do a, a, a lecture series, and we're now, we've now done, we're now about to do our third, 
Uh, we're starting in, in January with Gordon Wood, uh, an emeritus professor at Rhode at uh, Brown University. Will be this. The theme of this year's series is on the words, mm -hmm. the language that made American history, and he's going to be discussing Thomas Paine's Common Sense, which had a profound impact on the, the period just before the Declaration was was uh, written and adopted. And John Meacham, well known to your listeners, I'm sure. Oh yes. Who will be speaking on the De Declaration of Independence in February. Gentleman, a law professor uh, at, uh, at Yale by the name of Akhil Amar, who is one of the country's experts on the Bill of Rights, and we'll be discussing that document. And we'll finish uh, in April with Richard Brookheiser, who's back for a second time. He'll be discussing the Gettysburg Address and Lincoln's Second Inaugural. So it's been a, an enormously popular series. It, we, we, we have sold tickets as a package. Uh, and they have just sold out almost instantly as soon as we put them on sale. And uh, they're, they're, they're taped, all of the presentations have been taped by C-SPAN. Good. And they're in the C-SPAN archive and one can go back uh, to the first series two years ago or the one last year or... Wonderful. A little announcement here. Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ample Legal has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and the calendar events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ample Legal. The Ample Legal is available in many tops and Wegman stores. For home delivery, call 716 835-9454 that's 716-835-9454 to have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. Now let's talk about your new staff with uh, Bridget Barada, Sophia Maduro and Rebecca Dunham. Tell us of the talents of your new yeah. staff. Well, I guess you need three people to fill your <laughs> one set of oh, shoes. No, these aren't filling my job. Okay. Now these are uh, the, the, as I say, the organization is 80, we're in our 82nd year. We've had a very, very stable workforce historically. I've had a, a number of people here now who have been here in excess of 20 years. Uh, this last year and a half, we had two retirements of a, a woman who's been here 32 years and they uh, and did all of the music programming mm -hmm. and the, uh, and the uh, art exhibitions in our gallery. She retired, and then we had a 20-some-year uh, veteran who had been head of our educational division, a woman named Molly Charlotte, and she had been here for 22 years, and she retired. So all of a sudden, I had a lot of, uh, and we had a couple of other departures. We had a lot of positions to fill. We have never had, ironically, we're, we're a nonprofit. Uh, we rely almost exclusively on donations to, to survive, but we had never had a development director, a full-time development director in all that time. And finally our board decided this was time to do something about that. So Ms. Barada, who is uh, well known in this area, she had worked for uh, the Palm Beach Zoo as a director of development, and she'd worked with Bill Koch's uh, Oxbridge Academy, she'd worked with the Martin County Community Foundation. She's joined us and is really a, uh, uh, an extremely impressive, intelligent, thoughtful person and will be a great help to us. Sophia Maduro is 
has a, an, an amazing international background. She was born in Venezuela, uh -huh. but her parents and grandparents brought her here to Palm Beach. So as a child, she went to the Palm Beach Day School. Uh, she married, went on to Cambridge University in England and has a bachelor's and master's in economics, which made her near and dear to me. Uh, she and her husband tried to run a family, they had a very substantial family business in Venezuela, but finally gave up. It just got too hard to function in that country. So they spent some time in Paris, some time in, in uh, London, and they have moved back to, uh, to Palm Beach about three years ago. And she's been teaching in our campus on the lake a course on photography as art. Mm -hmm. When Molly her, decided she was stepping down, she recommended Sophia as a person I should consider as a replacement, and I think she's going to be just splendid. And then finally, Rebecca Dunham is our new curator, who will be in charge of the gallery and all the art collections here. And she's a uh, spectacular person who's been, who's uh, been spent several years in Houston at the museum there. Actually, oddly enough, it then moved to North Dakota. Hmm. It was in the Fargo Museum. Okay. Went to Logan, Utah, and Utah State University, and then came to us in July. So we've got some exceptional young, bright people here that are going to be wonderful, wonderful stalwart, long-term employees, I'm sure, of the four arts. Well, it's a magnificent facility. Again, if you just tuned in to the Rust Report, you're listening to ESPN AM 1520, blanketing 17 states and half of Canada. Our guest today is Dr. David W. Brenneman president of the Society of Four Arts, and he'll be in this position for another nine months. If you have any thoughts or comments, please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always read cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners. A little bit more information about Dr. Brenneman. From 83 to 89, he served as president of Kalamazoo College, liberal arts college in Michigan and was a senior fellow at Brookings from 75 to 83 specializing in the economics of higher education and public policy towards education and it's always of concern to people having to pay for the higher education now uh, it's probably doubled in the last 20 years more than doubled <laughs> yeah amazing now you're uh, a young man you're going to be retiring in nine months Let's talk about the future for Dr. David W. Brenneman. What are your plans uh, up until your retirement and then your retirement in nine months? Well, I, my, my purpose is to finish up the, my tour here at the Four Arts and, and, and leave it in as excellent a condition as I possibly can for my successor. They have uh, established a search committee now and a search firm has been engaged and they'll be out scouring the country for someone to come in and take this position in September. Um, so I, I think it, uh, the main thing for me was to get the library done. That was a big, almost two-year project to raise the money and do the funding. That's done now. And so, uh, and we have, we're at the cut, we're at the very beginning of an extraordinarily busy season. As you know, January, February, March are, we just go full out. So it'll be just a matter of surviving and getting through the, the season is in good shape. Then we will, uh, we own a home. We, own a, we were at the University of Virginia, as you mentioned, for 20 years. We have many good friends there. Uh, we have a beautiful home there that we just lock up and drive down here because I have a furnished apartment provided here in the, 
society, so we don't have to move furniture or anything back and forth. So we just hop in the car and drive down I-95, 950 miles, each each way, each uh, one way each year. So we will go back to the home. We'll, uh, my lawn, I, uh, because I wasn't there in the fall to redo the things you should do, is now totally crabgrass. Oh boy. The one thing I've learned is if you cut crabgrass short, it looks pretty good. <laughs> From the top, it's green, it's level. But anyway, I've got... Just, just don't tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> We've got lots of work to do to sort of get the house back up and running again at, 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 you know, at the level we left it. Um, we've got lots of friends there. We've got a lot. Of, we have. We were deeply involved with the university and a number of other nonprofit organizations. I guess is uh, particularly my wife, who is is very active in board work. She'll undoubtedly be. In, in, she was chair of the hospice committee of the hospice organization there. Chair was chair of the opera. Chairman and I was on the symphony board, so we'll, we'll kind of continue doing many of the things we've done here at Four Arts, but in a different uh, different way. Well, you've paid your dues. You've given back so much to your community, um, either in education or in culture and research. Um, let's talk a little bit about your letter from the president where you refer to working together collaboratively in developing programs that link across the various for arts. Tell how you bring them together, Dr. Brenneman, as president of the Society of Four Arts. Well, the, the issue is that we, uh, the title, Four Arts, I mean, we are, uh, the Four Arts are literature, drama, art, and music. And historically, we've had, we have treated each of these a little bit like a silo. I mean, we've had individuals in charge of each area. They have quietly gone about the business of designing the programs. We, we're primarily an entity that bring, brings in culture. I mean, we, we uh, are not a collecting museum per se, but we bring in visiting, uh, visiting and uh, touring gallery exhibitions. We bring in about 25 live musical performances a year. We bring in the speakers. We have now an education, uh, adult education center that brings in speakers and workshops and things. Those were all sort of operating as independent units. And with all these new people coming in at about the same time, and all of them in most of these programmatic areas, they have struck up an interest in finding thematic ideas that can carry through from one area to another and uh, cause somebody to be able to come to hear a lecture one day and then maybe the next day or the next week see an art product that has a relationship to what he or she just heard and then to take a course that may follow on the same theme. Now, this is, there's a limit to what you can do with this, but mm -hmm. we're trying to break down the silos between the arts and show that uh, you can see things in, you can hear things in music, that you can read about in literature, that you can see on the stage, that you can see in dance, that you can see in painting. And so uh, rather than just be four distinct units that sort of operate independently, the, the, the leaders of those groups are trying to work together. Let's talk about this exciting art exhibition uh, with former President George W. Bush. I oh, guess yeah. he's quite an accomplished uh, painter and he's done these portraits of veterans, so veterans must be near and dear to his heart as former commander-in-chief. Uh, let's talk about that as you link students with the Renaissance Charter School with this. Oh, the, uh, this came to us uh, through a friend who was on the board of the Bush Library in Texas, a woman who lives here in town. 
and uh, as I think most people know, W. George W. Bush, sort of emulating Winston Churchill, uh -huh. became a painter in his uh, after-service days, and his uh, one of the themes that he has devoted a great deal of time to are the are individual soldiers who were wounded in the war in Iraq or Afghanistan. And I think he's painted some 65 portraits of these of these living individuals. And it's called the series is called Portraits of Courage. And we were given the opportunity to have that program here at the Four Arts in uh, starting in February, going through uh, late March, I think it is. And he'll uh, will bring in those paintings. We've had uh, uh, I've seen the I haven't seen them in reality. I've seen photographs of them. They're really quite good. I mean, he's a very decent painter. And we're going to have a situation where we'll have three of the veterans that were painted will come down and will be a part of a panel session that will discuss the paintings and talk about the situation they found and how, what they, how they felt as being a subject for the president's paintings and so forth. And we're uh, inviting school children in as, as a part of this, which we think will be a very, we try to do that as much as we can with everything that seems relevant to the, to the various school, uh, school groups in our area. Let's talk about another world leader, Winston Churchill. You've had programs with Winston Churchill, uh, uh, Walking with Destiny, and now you have a speaker, Andrew Roberts, on Winston Churchill. Please talk about that. And I believe you have a statue with Winston Churchill yeah, yeah. and Franklin Roosevelt in yeah. your um, park here. Yeah, we have, we have a sculpture garden, and uh, in that sculpture garden there's a, a uh, beautiful life-sized... Uh, a sculpture called the Allies, and it's uh, a bench. It's a park bench in the sculpture. And Franklin Delano Roosevelt sits on one side, and Winston sits on the other. Winston has his characteristic cigar in his hands. FDR has his his uh, cigarette holder, and they're having an engaged conversation. And the the sculpture is set up in such a way that there's a space of about 20 or 25 inches between the two men on the bench and people come in and sit in that niche and have their photograph taken. It's one of the more popular pieces in our sculpture garden. Churchill's granddaughter, Edwina Sands, daughter of Duncan Sands, mm -hmm. who uh, lives in the lives part time of the part of the time of the part time of the year here in uh, St. Palm Beach. And she was instrumental in helping us put on the exhibition last year where we had not only about 25 of Churchill's paintings, but we had a huge number of his memorabilia. Uh, we had the original text of the Cold War, uh, Cold War speech that he gave in Missouri. We had uh, everything from his humidor to uh, all kinds of memorabilia, a top hat that FDR, Stalin, and he had all signed. So it was quite a, it was a, an extraordinarily popular presentation. We had comments from Churchill on the walls around each of the uh, parts of the gallery. We had, I think, almost 13,000 people come through hmm. in about a six-week period to see that. So with all of the interest in Churchill, we, uh, we then learned that Andrew Roberts, a British historian, had was finishing a, uh, a magnificent biography, probably no doubt the definitive biography of Churchill, uh, which just came out uh, about three months ago. Mm -hmm. So we immediately signed him up as a speaker for this year. 
sort of continue the interest. There's a great fascination with the Brits here in Palm Beach. They're, they're very popular for various reasons. I'm sorry we have to bring the Rusk Report to a close. Uh, we salute the great career of Dr. David W. Brenneman, President of the Society of the Four Arts in Palm Beach, Florida, as he's going to retire in nine months. We're very happy to have him back on the Rusk Report. Special thanks to Kevin Carr, Director of Production. Again, any thoughts or comments, please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. Thank you for enlightening us once again, Dr. David Brenneman with the Society of the Four Arts in Palm Beach. Have a great week. You've been listening to The Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.